0: it's margot tantow here welcome to windowsill chats a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious i am so glad you're here i've spent decades working with artists and being one myself i've spent time in the trenches figuring out the best way to get something made how to put oneself out there and how to get your work noticed and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee, maybe your paint water, a glass of wine, and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Lovelies, welcome to the windowsill. I am so glad you are joining me here today. If it's your first visit, glad you found us. And if you are returning, you know I am thrilled that you're back. I have such a lovely guest for you today. Her name is Cass Deller, and she is from Australia. She has just created such an amazing business for herself. You know, I think everyone's journey is always unique to them. And for Cass, it's really very interesting because as you'll hear, she always painted when she was younger and she was inspired by her family holidays and she would spend a lot of time painting with her grandmother. But then she felt like she might have to let that go as she climbed the corporate ladder and followed more of a traditional career path. But then she went back to studying graphic design and found her love again. And I feel like so many of you listeners let me know that you have been doing something else and you've found your art again. Well, let Cass be an example to you for sure. I think you'll be very impressed with what you hear. Cass has her studio on the doorstep of Australia's iconic coastline. She blends the beauty of her natural surroundings and beach holiday nostalgia to create her signature coastal art style. Imbued with the subtle, relaxed tones of hazy beachside summers, her hand-painted watercolor artwork evokes. Her hand-painted watercolor artwork evokes understated luxury and effortless style. With over 10 years experience as a designer and a passion for collaboration, Cass has worked with many global companies as well as some of Australia's most well-known brands to bring a fresh modern edge to the lifestyle and fashion industry. She also pours so much back into the creative space and into other people wanting to do the same. She has many classes and... Just is very generous with that. One of the things we talk about is in her surface pattern design course, her first module is about mindset, which is a very important place to start. So we can all kind of clear the cobwebs and clear the fear. But then we talk about how her second module is about the importance of leaning into your art and your style. And I think there's so many courses we can take online today that kind of teach us someone else's way of doing it. And she leans into underlining and and standing for your way of doing it. So I think you'll find a lot of things to love about Cass and I will not hold off any longer. Here she is. Thank you so much for being here, Cass. I'm so looking forward to getting to know you better. I just love your work. And so thanks for, thanks for showing up for the audience.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me, Margot.
0: You bet. So tell us a little bit about your journey, the big steps. We'll get into the smaller ones as we go. And how you came to creative work.
1: Um, okay, how I came to creative work. So um I think like many of your interviewees, um we like you know, started a really as a creative kid and just um, painting a lot. My favourite subject at school was art and yeah, just playing a lot and being creative and painting a lot of acrylic on canvas when I was younger. And the one thing that really inspired me to paint was we would go away on holidays every January to Noosa, which is a beautiful coastal town here in Queensland, Australia. And we would go there Every single January, three weeks before I would start back at school, my sister and I would start back at school. And every time I came back from that holiday, it, I was, I just had to paint. Like it was just like something in me just, it just had to come out. And that was, it was almost like that was my only inspiration. Like yeah. I, I was just like, I would i would feed off this inspiration because we lived in a very like urban city you know, town, um, and so this holiday was, like, my only connection to, like, a coastal environment, and so, yeah, I I would paint at home, and that was probably my little outlet, and then, yeah, so from there, um, didn't really want to know, um, didn't know what I wanted to do after school, and didn't, like, I wasn't really, I didn't feel like I was encouraged greatly to, follow a artistic career um i remember seeing the counselor at school and she said well what are your favorite subjects and my favorite subjects were art and sport funnily enough and they're like that's really two really weird the weirdest (laughs) um like two subjects that go together And so it was like, okay, you could go like be a physiotherapist or you could go be an art teacher or something. And I'm like, oh my God, like
0: two very different directions.
1: So different and didn't, and I didn't gravitate towards either. And so I actually ended up, I didn't want to go to uni because I didn't ever feel like uni was for me. I'm not academic as such. And so And I also didn't want to go to university for the sake of going to university. So I'm a very, very practical person. I I want to learn stuff now and I want to learn stuff quick and I want to apply it now. Like I'm very much like that. that. And so I studied interior design at TAFE and I sort of went in that direction. It was really interesting because whilst I was studying interior design, The things, and and this is where all the clues are, right? It's like the things I gravitated towards were things like when I was able to do the 3D sketch of the, you know, of the room, like I loved that. I didn't necessarily love picking out the things. I loved doing the sketch. And (laughs) um, so they were all just little clues along the way, I guess, that make sense to me now, but didn't really make sense to me then. And then I just, I started working for a big shopping center company in retail design and it just got super corporate. It just got very like corporate job, very male dominated, very much meetings and spreadsheets. And I just became super, super miserable. Mm. Um, And yeah, in my late twenties, I was like, there's got to be something more. Life can't be like this. It was very, just a moment of, like I just want to give everything up and start again and find find the joy in life right. in a very like not, I didn't think that mentally, I don't think. I just like my heart was just leading me to something that I just wanted to feel more joy. And so I um, off a whim, I just went and studied graphic design and I was like, oh, I don't know, I'm just going to study this. Like this seems really fun. And I was just following the fun at that stage. I was like, what do I just find fun. Like I I don't care about the career. I don't care about the money anymore. I just want to have fun. And so when I did graphic design, that's when it just like went, it all just like landed. It all fell into place. I picked up my illustration again, which I hadn't done in 10 plus years. I started, um, I was always a natural, like good at hand lettering, but never Mm. really used it, just always played with it. But I picked up all my hand lettering again, and my teacher at the time just really embraced all of that. My illustration side, my typography, showed me how to work it into my graphic design skills. And then, yeah, that was a year of studying. And then after that, um, I had, I got offered a job part-time. And then I was like, okay, this is my opportunity to go out on my own. And that was 10 years ago. And I've had a business ever since. So pretty much, yeah, my business is 10 years old this year. Um, and I haven't looked back. I've just, and I've kept trying to follow that. What feels fun, what feels fun, what feels fun and not try and overthink it with the mind, you know?
0: Oh gosh, that makes so much sense. And I'm sure many can relate. Although sometimes it's hard to know how quite to get there, you know, from one to the next, you feel like, well, I'm doing this thing that I studied for or it's it's paying the bills that I need paying um but I love that you listened to what was happening for you and what wasn't happening do you feel like these steps in your career have influenced your current work like does the interior influence the graphics i would imagine you're you're aware of much more having taken that path
1: yeah absolutely and i think that's where you know how some people are like oh, I wish I hadn't have gone down that path. Like I could have, you know, been here so much sooner and that sort of thing. But I truly believe that we go on all those different journeys to pick something up along the way. And I write back to doing graphics in school and I'm talking graphics as in learning how to draw perspective and that mm. sort of thing. Like I mm. loved that so much. And, and then I, I took that into my, interior design. And so I naturally know how to draw in perspective super easily. And I know how to do 3D sketches really easily. I know how to write architecturally. And that all has fed into my hand lettering in the way I paint really loosely as well. I remember in 3D sketching, we paint lines quite loosely. And yeah, that's all fed into what I do now, which is, I think is really cool because it's not like we're trying to come up with something new right now. It's almost like all these little clues along the way have fed into our style or have developed us and our style.
0: Yeah. I love that. That really makes sense. I too, I mean, I didn't go into arch- architecture, but my mum found in storage my portfolio from from all yeah. the studies and the architecture class with the letter i was always loving that lettering too and i i love how you say that just reference the loose drawing and 3d and and those things that that you see kind of coming through or leading to what you do now i think that makes a lot of sense it would yeah, be fun think... to kind of see that happen
1: <laughs> yeah almost like that evolution along the way and it's funny like even the corporate side, like even like learning to write an email, like those little things, they all help in your mm-hmm. business. Like whatever you learn in your job, there are elements that you can bring to now and, and you don't even realize you know them, but they do give you an advantage if you, you know, if, if you use them. <laughs> it really does. It really does. I want to switch
0: gears a little bit because I want to talk about some of some of your work that's so appealing. Um, your coastal watercolor work which or painting is yeah. is known for evoking the beauty of hazy beachside and your your summers, which you've talked about, which I love. It's so obvious that this means a lot to you because of where spending your summers there. How yeah. does your surround how do your surroundings and your memories kind of feed into this because it obviously really works and you do it so well. Tell us just kind of how you take that in. I mean, I think we all take in what's around us, but that they evoke such like you want to be right there. The looker, the the looker, the person the looking the at yeah. the artwork wants to just kind of crawl in.
1: Well, I'm glad you say that. Um, Cause that's what I'm trying to achieve. But um, I, I don't know because it's, you know, it's sometimes it's just, it, it's a style that naturally comes out of me, so I do feel like on some level I'm tapping into what intuitively wants to come through, which is so not a practical answer. But um, I remember even studying graphic design; I studied in the city, and when we were doing projects, I would everything I did was coastal. And it was so out of place because (laughs) everyone was like in this urban design and it was like cool. And it was, I was like, man, my stuff really doesn't fit in here. Mm. But that's what I am drawn to. I love listening to the type of music that evokes that feeling as well. I love dressing in a way that evokes that feeling. I love living in a place where it's mostly warm all year round. Like I feel like it is just like me and my essence. And in um, after I finished studying and started working for myself, my husband and I were like, we can. My husband started his own business as well, and we were like, we can actually work from anywhere. And so we moved
0: up I was here gonna to ask. This, yes, I love yeah.
1: that. Yeah, and my parents were actually already living here. Mm. And so, and then we moved, and then all my husband's family moved, and then <laughs> so like everyone's <laughs> here now. But um, you know, the funniest thing, like. When we moved here and I started continuing to do this work, the work that I was always gravitating towards, it was like my work finally fit in. Mm. It was like, Mm. oh, okay, this is where I'm meant to be. And then it was so much easier for me to create and find inspiration because I'm surrounded by this all the time. And I think that's something to say for like inspiration and especially living in a place or even visiting a place where it feels like truly you and you mm. can then connect. It allows you can to connect with your intuition and then then that will naturally come through you, you know? Um that's the best way I, I could explain it. <laughs> I,
0: that no, that does make a lot of sense. And it and it it speaks back to a couple of things we were talking about before we press record. And I would I wonder a couple of things when you were in, you know, more of an urban area and everybody else was doing their kind of hard edged art thing. Was it hard to kind of stick with that? Did you feel, was there peer pressure around that for you? Or how did you, how did you kind of develop yeah. your own style and continue to lean into that?
1: Definitely. I think it wasn't hard when I was studying graphic design and we could just Have a made up brief, and I could just do anything, and like it didn't really matter. It wasn't hard when I was doing that because I sort of just did what, because at the end of the day, we were working towards a portfolio, and I wanted the portfolio to reflect me. And so I felt like that, and I think that came with maturity too. Like I was Mm -hmm. 29 at the time, and I think if I had been 10 years younger, I might have not stuck with a style that felt true to me. So, and I think though that's also going back to that. You know, I didn't have like anything to prove at that stage because I had nothing. I didn't have a graphic design career. I didn't even know if I was going to have a graphic design career. I had no pressure on me. No one knew me as a graphic designer or an illustrator. So it didn't matter. I wasn't trying to live up to anyone's expectations. I was just trying to do something for myself. And that has a, that I think just says so much because being in this industry 10 years now, You know, I feel that that has changed when I'm creating. I'm like, oh, okay, I've already got a reputation. I better, you know, like that sort of stuff creeps in. And I think a lot of creators will relate to that. But when you have nothing, and that's why I say to my students, like, starting from the beginning is act like with that naivety and with that just tapping into whatever wants to come out and just have fun with it, that's actually like the best state because you got nothing to prove. you got no one to impress. Like you just can have fun with it. And so, um, yeah, so I think that really, really helped. But when I then entered the real world and I was having paying clients, then I had to morph and adapt. So Mm -hmm. in the beginning, I was... Saying yes to anything I could and saying yes to everything because I just wanted to work and I just wanted to earn money as a freelancer. We had a mortgage at the time, we didn't have kids then, but you know, I needed the money. So I'm like, okay, yes, 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 yes. And yeah, I was doing all random stuff, you know, like a logo for a butcher and then posters (laughs) for a syrup company. And I was doing all random stuff, but I think learning graphic design and learning how to answer a brief really taught me that I can I can mold myself I can adapt but it's really interesting when I talk to a lot of graphic designers when they've been doing this for a really long time it's sometimes hard to undo that and go oh if I don't have a brief who am i mm-hmm. what do i want to express in the world um so for me it was like it was looking at clues in my work along the way. And in the beginning, yeah, I didn't even know I really had this style. I was just sort of like designing and and answering these briefs. And But as I went, I sort of did something, when I look back, it was smart, but I didn't look at it like that then. But I only showed on, on my Instagram, on my website, I only showed the work that I really, really loved and that I wanted Mm. more of. Mm -hmm. And so when I did that, a theme started to emerge and other people would know recognizing my style before I was, I even recognized Ah, my style and they're like, And I was like, I don't know what to do. I just have all these styles. I have all these things I want to do. And like, I just don't know what direction. And I remember one person saying to me one time, they're like, Cass, like, look at your stuff. Like, you clearly have a style. And I'm like, do I? And I remember like looking at my own stuff and I was like, oh my God, yeah, like over time. And that's where, you know, time Mm -hmm. (laughs) is a big thing because you need to produce so much work to sort of, you know, um, experiment and, and, you know, explore all these different, you know, creative aspects and so I think it was after doing all that that um yeah it it just kept coming back to what do I love what do I keep being drawn to and could I do what I love most of the time rather than just answering a brief or a commission that someone else wants me to do Um, and that's my idea of like a like freedom in a creative business is being able to create work that I love you know
0: Oh my gosh, 100%. I love that you really landed on that topic because I really do think often we're second guessing ourselves so much. So do I have a style? And the fact that you, maybe without even knowing it, were posting your f- favorite things or things you were more drawn to of your work. And then other people could see and speak back to you that you had a style. And I, I just think there's there's a lot of meaning in that. And then the people who aren't looking to hire you, they don't see what you don't want them to see, right? See,
1: exactly. Like, I don't want them to see the butcher logo that I did because then I don't want another butcher coming to me. Like
0: <laughs> I really think that's a great tip for people is to, when you look at your portfolio or your Instagram or what you're putting out into the world, I always like to say people buy what they see. And so for those of you listening, are you muddying the water with things you don't like or maybe just more than you need to show? Like what what do you think is some good advice for people that are trying to figure out and have some clarity around that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I've pivoted um, since finishing graphic design quite a few times. Like I dove into logo design and wedding stationery. I used all my watercolors throughout that, all my typography. And then then after that, I pivoted into surface pattern design. And so during that time, I've learned a lot when... You are trying to attract clients and customers for a specific either style or service or something like that, but they're coming to you for something different. And you're like, how do I make that pivot? How do I make that shift? And I think the big one is yes, definitely showing and sharing more of what you want to attract. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really, it's almost like setting yourself up. As future you. So you're sort of like, for example, when I was pivoting from wedding stationery into surface pattern design, I, even though I was still getting wedding stationery inquiries on my Instagram, I would mainly show surface pattern design because I'm like, I don't want any more wedding stationery inquiries. I And so you're almost showing people what you can do, mm-hmm. even though you may not Predominantly have those clients yet. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you're sort of like telling the world, no, this is what I do, this is what I do, you know? Um, and I think, you know, but then, you know, people could say, yeah, but that's not that's not making me the money, right? Like wedding stationery mm-hmm. was making me the money. Yes, that's true. But the more I would say yes to a wedding stationery job, that meant to me that I was saying no to a potential surface pattern design job. So Mm -hmm. I think when you're saying yes to the money and yes to the clients that are coming to you for whatever you're doing right now, just think about what you're saying no to when you're saying yes to those projects, because it does fill your time. And creatives, like we, we take time to do things. And so, you know, I'm very conscious now, like when inquiries come through, like, if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? And for me, it could be just like, I just want to paint more. I just want to play more. I just want to experiment more. And yes, that may not directly be making me money right now. But if I'm saying yes to all these jobs, then that doesn't even allow me to have that time to experiment and therefore evolve and therefore welcome in whatever that is going to bring in the future. You know what Mm I mean? That's such
0: good advice. It's so true. And I think Sometimes we think, oh, I can't put that on there because it's I haven't evolved enough or I haven't, you know yes. gone far enough down that road. but if you there's so many challenges out there or make a challenge for yourself, whatever it is. Yes. but if you start showing it, right, that seems to really align, with that thought process. There's some very quotable things you said there. That was really good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, challenges is such a good one. Um, And I used to, when I was starting out in surface pattern design, um, I had a couple of inquiries from my wedding stationery, which is what made me go, what? Oh my God, I can have my watercolors on like anything. (laughs) And then that's what made me like fall deeply, deeply in love with surface design. Um, But yeah, in those early stages, like, I didn't have a lot of service design clients. So every single month I would just design a new collection. I would have a theme around it. I would share it on my social media. I would do mock-ups and I would do that every single month. And those mm. patterns would go into a pattern library that people could buy later on. But I was, it wasn't, you know, mindlessly building. It was like, okay, this is gonna serve me in the future, you know? Um, so I guess having clarity about. Also, where it is you want to head, um, at, but sometimes it is just playing and experimenting. You know, like there's so much of that in in our world, and and we have to actually put paint to paper or you know paint to canvas to actually move forward.
0: We really do. I love that, and that kind of leads me. I know you mentioned bravery and collaboration and and intuition and mindset and all those things, and I so I want to dig into that a little bit, and I feel like what you were just saying, kind of giving yourself your own assignments and putting it out there, that takes bravery, but it also creates connections you're not even imagining yet. It mm-hmm. creates the opportunity for collaborations. You all can't see, but I'm looking at Cass in, in a beautiful room and there's some small paintings behind you that feel like they're the fabric that are on those bathing suits that I saw on your website. It looks similar. (laughs) Like there's so many wonderful things that you've, you've been able to do with the work you're doing. So tell me a little bit about how collaborating and being brave has paid off for you.
1: I feel like collaborating is like the backbone of my business. I feel like collaborating is what has taught me so much about relationships in this industry and relationships as a creative. It's also taught me about, you know, I think sometimes we can sort of, I've really reframed this idea of like a bad client or they're trying Mm -hmm. to change your work or, and I, yes, you know, I've seen some of that before, but I really think that Every collaboration is an opportunity to grow as an artist or as a creative and, you know, almost get into the eyes of someone else to see how they see your work and even their opinions and their feedback and the the way they see things I think is such a, for me, I've just taken that whole thing as a learning process to get insight into how other people see, think, You know, because at the end of the day, like when we're collaborating, especially on products that are to be sold, these products are like people are paying money for these products. So, you know, it's, you know, these companies that we're collaborating with, they want to make sure that those designs are you know, that, that their clients or their customers are going to love those designs. So they know their product too. So I always love sort of like hearing their perspective and, um, and I've learned a lot through that. But even social media and sharing like, you know, um, a company shares me and then I share them. And truly that is how I have built and grown my platform is through collaboration and then, you know, someone else has seen me do a collaboration. So then they're like, oh, Cass does collaborations. Awesome. Like I'll reach out to her. And honestly, it's just gained momentum. And now it's just like, yeah, it's just a domino effect after that. And you only need, you know, a few under your belt. And then when people sort of see that you collab and know that you collab and know that you work with companies, then, yeah, I think it's the, the most fun. And like we were saying earlier, like, (laughs) it's a lonely like life sometimes as a creative. And for me, collaborating with other people has been, it's just been really, really fun. Um, And and I I will say though that like going right back in developing your style is Mm. super important for collaborating because now I will only receive inquiries for collaboration for people who love my work and who my work will suit their product. It's not like some random company is coming to me going, oh, can you just like design this random thing? You know, like they're like, no, Cass, we love your coastal style. We can see your coastal style. And usually it's on like beach umbrellas, towels, bikinis, like things that are related to the coast. And I think that's really, really important because then you can align yourself with people who whose values are the same. And then, you know, it really just props up your brand as well. And I think it's just this whole collaboration over competition, right? We can all prop each other up and help each other's businesses. And that's what I love about it. Um, and plus like, hello, seeing your, your artwork on, on products is like, is that not like the most fun thing ever? It's the best. <laughs> it's it. really yeah. the best.
0: Yeah. I, I do love that. And, and, uh, I love walking by a store or a window and knowing whose art that is, or that I helped that product come into the world or whatever, whatever the case may be. But I think too, you know, it goes back to you doing what speaks to you and what brings you that joy and putting it in your portfolio or on your Instagram and then aligning and collaborating and creating that community that we are striving for from our quiet little studios, you know? I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about Cass and the courses she offers. Cass offers a beginning Photoshop and Illustrator course, which is just wonderful and in-depth and a great place to start. And she also offers a really wonderful surface pattern design course called Surface Pattern Design for Creative Entrepreneurs. And I just wanted to tell you a little bit more about those because I think they are something you should know about and you honestly should try. There's many courses Cass has on her website. Her links are in my bio to find your way there. And there's also a 10% discount on eligible offers with code Margo. Why does Cass teach courses well? It all came about because she started taking on private mentoring clients and was noticing a trend from all of the questions she was receiving. So many other designers wanted to know about surface design, how it worked, how to get into the industry, more about licensing. Does that sound like you? And it was hard to share all of that knowledge in her mentoring session. So she decided to create a course so that she could deliver all this information in a clear and practical way. The students who take Cass's signature surface design course can expect to really dive into the world of surface pattern design and learn how the industry works. She teaches all the tech you need to know as well as the licensing side and how to price your work. You will also cover lessons on finding your style as well as building a collection of work to attract clients. It's an exciting and eye-opening nine weeks And I really encourage you to check this out and be the kick-ass creative that everyone talks about. I've had a little peek at the syllabus. The first module is on mindset, which is such an important place to start. And I really am very excited about the second one because it's all about crafting your style. Not how to do what Cass does or other people you might see, but how to lean into your own style. And it goes on and on. There's surface design introduction. There's how-to's how to use illustrator, how to use Photoshop or how to use it. If you already know it, how to use it your way, Cass's way, all sorts of things like that. There's many tutorials and just all sorts of things about licensing, showcasing your works, contracts and legal, pitching and onboarding, marketing. Again, go to the link in my bio and it will take you straight to Cass's website and this course. It might be the best gift you can give yourself
1: if I was just producing any old artwork just trying to get it out there, you know, it wouldn't feel the same. You know, you wouldn't wouldn't feel that sense of joy and satisfaction. And because I'd be like, oh, I have to create another, like (laughs) whatever, again, that I don't want to create. Like it's it's just constantly um, making sure that, you know, the work I'm creating, that I'm, you know, that's what it's about at the end of the day, like is creating work that we really enjoy creating because that's what gives us like sustainability and longevity I I think um in this industry otherwise we'd just like burn out or get bored or yeah it really and I but
0: we all see that too people who think oh my gosh I'm doing it I'm in this creative space of doing patterns or whatever but yeah. you might be just like you said in the very very beginning following that brief or somebody said I had to do this or that color or yeah. this trend or whatever and it gets you further away and I I think yeah. that idea, again, as you say, about following your joy and your curiosity, it's just really a good thing to remind ourselves of, you know, write it down on a post-it note is, am I excited about yes. this project, right? Yes,
1: and I think excitement, like if you're excited about a project, then you, like your essence, your, is in the project and is in the artwork. And then what you're actually doing without knowing it is you're building the foundation of your brand. Like mm-hmm. you are building the pillars of your personal brand by doing what you love doing. And I like I I'm so passionate about this because um, in my surface pattern design course, I talk to people about how I'm not just we're not just talking about making you like any pattern designer. We're talking about getting you and the artwork that you already create or the artwork that you already love creating. And I'll just show you how to turn that into patterns or not patterns or placement prints or whatever and then put them onto products because at the end of the day, like, we need your essence out there and, you know, under your personal brand because that's what... Because you as a human being you're you're the brand like you're what's going to last right not some trend not some like just producing pattern after pattern for the sake of it because this is all on trend like no like that just does not work it does not last it might like yeah it might be fun for like a couple of years and then you'll burn out but like you and what brings you joy does not have a time limit on Mm, that you know like that just that's just like longevity right there
0: I think so too. And that, and that, again, that aligns with that timeline that if you have your positive mindset, you're, you're chasing what lights you up. Those are the things that will, cause those could change, but then that's how you stay fresh.
1: Exactly. They will. And they will change, right? Like Mm. the things we are, like the things we want to explore, the subject matters the like motherhood, like aging, like where we live, like All those things are going to change us and change our story. And But what I've found too, and and I think a lot of students ask me like, oh, I used to do this stuff, but I'm now doing this stuff. Should I start a whole new Instagram account? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like take people on that journey. Like you're a human. Like people want to see how you've evolved. And it's funny, like one thing I love doing, which I don't know if other people do this, um, I love finding incredible artists. Scrolling all the way back, love and I doing love- that. Oh, good! I'm not alone. I'm not a weird store <laughs> now. How much it's changed, or what do you love to do? I love seeing the evolution, mm-hmm. and I also I love seeing where they came from when they've just started, and then how their work has evolved, and then you know subject matters they've explored. Because I think that that gives us all permission to explore those different facets of us and also it gives us permission for the fact that we all start out like bad <laughs> right yeah we're not all like we're not just like we're not just like born being able to do all this amazing stuff like you know it's taken so many years time hours and i just love seeing in images that journey from other artists because it's like oh okay i'm not alone <laughs>
0: No, not alone at all. I think that's so good to hear. And just remind ourselves. I was on Instagram today and I I I can't even remember exactly who it was. It's somebody that I don't know a lot about, but she had posted a video of herself from several years ago and said, if anybody's been with me for the whole journey. I just want to remind you that we all start somewhere and it was so great. Cause then I went and looked, of course, at a more recent one and just was like, it's just a perfect reminder of
1: the process. Right? reminder, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also even a reminder now, like when we're journeying into new creative endeavors, like we can't just, there's no like magic skip ahead or magic, like being able to paint something new you know, amazingly for the first time. Like it—it it is a reminder that, oh, okay, we have to go back into the studio and spend the time and the hours playing and creating and experimenting. And I feel like I'm a little bit in that stage now where I'm, yeah, I feel like I'm, okay, cool. Like I've done all this stuff. Now I feel like going and playing and experimenting again, but that takes time. Like it's its time in the studio which I feel I don't have a lot of, but you know, there's no, there's no shortcut.
0: No, there's not. But, and we don't always have a lot of time, but if we build it right, the time you have is spent doing the things you want to do.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I want to talk a little bit, speaking of, or some more of the things you do and the things you offer, because you mentioned your course. And to me, even the way you described it before, we've really leaned into that. It sounds like, It sounds very refreshing because there's, there's wonderful teachers of surface pattern design, but I love how you said, I want to take what you, the student is doing and show you that you can take what you're doing, not me saying, do this this way, but take what you're doing and turn it into surface pattern. So tell me a little bit more about your course and and what kind of led you to the way you're doing it.
1: Yeah, well, I've always been really passionate about um, everyone having their own unique style. Yay, I'm applauding. I don't believe that we came into this life trying to replicate someone else's style. Like, I feel like we came in going, we all have our unique essence and we all have our unique take on things. And we just have to have the confidence to bring that to the world. And I've always been really passionate about that because I, I think I'm passionate about that too, because I feel like I've been on such a long journey to uncover mine. And so, you know, I've always been like, what, what can be different about me? Like, what's unique about me? Like, what can I bring that bring to the world that's where I don't have to sort of like look around and copy because that doesn't feel right. fun for me. Um, so, and then I guess how the course came about is I was obviously doing surface pattern design. And then I took on a few one-on-one mentoring students and they were all asking me the same questions and that's how the course formed because I was like, hang on a second, like I'm just repeating myself over and over again (laughs) and I was like, I think I can put something together that can really help everyone with what I've learned in my journey and the reason that I'm so passionate about everyone finding their own voice and style in this industry is because I'm only one person that has learned surface design in the way that I've learned surface design, but this is my unique journey. And I never want to say to anybody, like what I learned is the Bible of surface pattern design, because I know from seeing so many other surface pattern designers out there that there are so many different ways to do it. And so I just want to share my journey. I want to share what I've learned, what I've known, what my experience has been with self-licensing versus talking to agents versus collaborating like, and and really just give my knowledge. But the course begins with it. Actually the first module is mindset because I want to get people knowing that they can do this Perfect. because we both know that creatives, like we just need that. No, you can do this, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and really, you know um, tips and tricks to sort of like get in the right mindset. But number two um, is uncovering your style, and and that's a big module on, you know, let's tap back into you and what you bring to this, um, to this industry, and what what's different about you that can make you stand out, and and that's the foundation. That's what I want to talk about first. Then we can talk about surface design. You can ask me anything you want, and and I'll show you all the tech, all the Photoshop, all the Illustrator, because done graphic design I work in both and so I go into that but not before we talk about everybody's unique style because yes I'm a watercolor artist but I don't want you coming in topping me like I don't want you coming in going oh I have to do watercolor no if you work in line work acrylic gouache what like if you do patterns on in procreate like it doesn't even matter because it's about you bringing your essence and then what i love seeing in our facebook group is all the different styles yeah. and everyone's celebrating everyone's unique style i'm really passionate about mm. that because we all have something unique to bring and if we're not following that then we're just, what's the point it's like you're just another replica and you're not going to get anywhere like i i have people reach out to me on dms and you know, say, oh, what like I'm not getting inquiries. What do I need to do? And I'll go to their Instagram and it's like just all patterns yeah. of like, you know, like just all random. <laughs> I don't know anything about do. them. I don't know anything about their story. I don't I'm like, what are you inspired by? Like, you know, I we want the story behind who they are. And 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 you know, when I talk about collaborations, people want to collab with other um, other people. They don't want just some right. random brand now, right? Like things mm-hmm. are changing. It's like, oh, cool. There's this artist and she paints in this really unique way. Yeah. Let's get her work on. Let's talk about her. Let's put it um interview her mm-hmm. in our blog. Like like that, you know, to me, that that's um yeah, that's just like a creative entrepreneur. Like, you know, mm-hmm. building up your own brand. Um and then not just being a surface pattern designer, doing whatever the hell you want to do. Like Painting originals, yeah. having prints, like, you know, just putting your designs on whatever you want to want to put them on and just not pigeonholing yourself and just having fun with it. So, yeah, oh, that's- <laughs> I just I love that.
0: Sorry. I love that so much because I think over and over again, pass, we we tend to see an Instagram or a feed or something like that where you see what that person's been doing for a 100 days challenge or all the patterns or a portfolio the same way. And if you can see a touch of life in that, a touch of how they did it, not, you know, or their hands or maybe just their jar of colored pencils being, you know, rolled out on the desk or something, that's when we are, we're connecting to the person. I love that you said that. And I like literally am jumping up and down about how your course sounds because, you know, uncovering your own personal style. I think there are so many great courses out there and I, you know, I teach myself and I have for a long time. And I think always the people that kind of I'm drawn to are those that might not feel like they fit in because they're not doing it the same, you know? And so those of you who have ever questioned yourself,
1: (laughs) I know That's, we're celebrating you. Like, Listen to that again. Like, oh, I just, oh, I uh, I just love this so much because I think we've all felt that as creatives that our work hasn't fit in. And then over time we might have found how to make our work commercial or how to make our work fit in. But right back in those early days, we just think, oh, okay, maybe if we paint like that person, then yeah. we'll do well, you know? And it's like, no, like, you need to paint like you, you need to back yourself, you need to do more of it, you need to get it out there and then we get to know you and we get to see a different perspective on the world and yeah, it's it's so refreshing um, and that's by far my favourite um, module in the, in the course mm-hmm. and obviously we know Uncovering Your Style is a lifelong journey, it changes, it morphs but it's that foundation of like no, 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 like I don't care what everyone else is doing. We're coming back to you. Like it's funny. I've seen other surface pattern design, like um, like surface designers do other courses and then they'll have this tiny snippet in their portfolio that is exactly like the person that they took the course from. Yeah. Like, what are you doing here? Like your work is completely <laughs> different. And they like, oh, I was just doing the course. So I was just like, and I was like, no, 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 You need to like take your <laughs> approach to it um, because... Yeah. I mean, it's interesting learning other people's techniques, but you know, um, it is. Yeah. But often I can tell
0: exactly the courses people have taken just yeah. by looking at their portfolio. <laughs> speaking- know, we don't
1: want that.
0: We don't want that. No, <laughs> no we want you to be you. But speaking yeah. of that, tell me, so you mentioned that you do some mentorships and some consulting, give some insight to the listeners um, about your thoughts of the importance of mentorship and how that's contributed to your growth and how you've seen that then in turn move other people forward who you've been able to work with.
1: Yeah, I I feel like I I didn't have, do you know what, actually, when I finished graphic design, I um, the person who um, offered me a job was my art teacher, um, my graphic design teacher. And she had this incredible stationary business in Australia and still does have the business. Um, and she was my I will call her my mentor now looking back because she um, she really nurtured me she gave me confidence in my work she steered me in the right direction and she held me accountable really for what I was doing and I I look back at that time with so much gratitude because I'm like I don't know if I would have propelled myself forward that quickly if I didn't have her believing in me Mm. because I don't think I had anybody in my life apart from my husband like truly believing in what I could do and yeah and so I think going forward I, I I didn't really have many mentors after that for a few years and then I sought out coaches and mentors, even just for one-off sessions, just for that, okay, like, let's tap back in. Let's like, what do I need to do? Hold me accountable, you know, like just so Mm -hmm. I can like propel myself forward. Um, And then even now, like mentorship and that accountability piece can be seen in so many forms, right? Like we have this beautiful creative women's group, here on the coast and we just get together every couple of months. We share where we're at. We all have different types of businesses. Mm -hmm. So we're not always all in the creative industry, but it's just that where you are, where do you need support? Like accountability, take it easy. Don't push yourself too hard. Or have you thought about this? Or can I introduce you to this person? Or just that has been huge. And so I think that depending on our personality and also depending on where we're at In our journey we can look for support in different ways and Mm. I think even and what was what's cool about the group that we formed here is that no one's paying any money we just get together like I I always say to my students like if you can't afford mentoring um, get a few people together in your local area it could be just three people agree to meet on like for a coffee or even in like on Zoom once every month, once every two months, just to check in, just to see where you're at. Can you get some support? Like, I truly believe it does make a huge difference. Um, And then, yeah, with the mentoring, I think, again, just giving some guidance and direction. we can We can get so lost in our heads and go around in circles. And I think someone just almost like just bringing you back down to earth and going, okay, like, where are you at? Like, what can we do first? How do we stop the overwhelm? How do we, you know, declutter what's going on? Where can you find the fun again? Like all these sorts of things I think really help. It could just be a one-off thing. And and at the moment um, I do some one-offs and then next year we're actually going to form a little bit of an accountability group. You know, just for creatives that can, it's not a, men, it's not a membership or anything. It's just like, let's get together. Let's like, where's everyone at, you know, just to check in. Maybe we do some artist, yeah. you know, days where everyone's on Zoom painting, whatever. Um, That, that connection piece, that connecting back into the, you know, real world, getting grounded and just having that support in whatever form goes a long way because actually the few men, the people I've mentored recently like they don't even there's two people um who don't even have the direct support from their family as far mm-hmm. as like you can do this you know what uh, I mean and yeah they're like oh are you sure maybe you should go back to your job like um so just having someone who's been there like understands can support you or them um yeah. I mean, I'm sure everyone's like felt that in some way or had someone in their life that had, and you just know the, the difference that that can make to your journey it can really stop you from feeling like stuck in the mud, you know, it can move you forward. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. I think, you know, there's
0: several people in the industry, myself included, and you and some others that have been on that do things like this. And I think it's so important to be brave, like reach out to that person and say, what do you offer? Here's what I'm looking for. Or like you said, find some people in your city, neighborhood, whatever that might be, but it really makes such a difference. It just makes you feel like you're not alone. And yes, you are ready or yes, you're good enough. All those things that we can trip on sometimes along the way.
1: Yeah. And there's not many people um, um sometimes in our world that get this creative entrepreneur journey like Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of people in my world who like don't get what I do and so to even just have a conversation with someone who understand and is on that level is huge it doesn't make you feel alone and it also makes you tap into what is possible and I think that in itself is so refreshing because you can be like, oh, it, it is possible for me. I can do that. You know, um, I have, you know, this expander, this you know person in front of me who I can look up to and learn from. And you know, it is it is possible for my future. I think that goes a long way too. And it can really just can speed up your process. Kind of, it can maybe introduce you to people or introduce you to new ways of doing things that you hadn't thought of before. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a biggie.
0: Well, I encourage you all to go check out CASA's website because there's so many things. Just looking at the collaborations page, it's so, it's like a candy box. It's so full of interesting things and you see your work, but it's, it's not just like looking at a portfolio. You just think, oh my gosh, look at all that possibility. And then I love how that comes full circle. And you have so many ways for people to learn how to approach that themselves. We talked about the service design course, but you have other courses and mentor sessions and bite-sized courses and really super applicable things for people to learn. And I just just think it's so lovely that you've kind of taken your experience, you have certain things you absolutely believe in, which I so align with, and then you've said, and let me help you figure this out too. So all that's there. And I love that so much.
1: Thank you. I feel like it's just like in me to talk about or to to share, or, you know, I, we, we have a journal too that we, we share like, you know, just advice and tips and stuff a, a lot, you know, all for free there. Um, and it's just, yeah, I just love sharing. I just love sharing my journey and that experience and, and just helping people in their journey to be seen, even, you know, to be like, oh, I get it, you know, or oh, I haven't looked at I haven't looked at it like that, or you know, just those little things. So yeah, so good. have a look, enjoy. Yeah. So
0: yeah. after listening to this, if you're listening, when you're listening, go look at the journal because there's so many things. And there's a podcast too with so oh, many, yes. many episodes you can go listen to. <laughs> All
1: the things keep going. <laughs> I know, I know the gift that keeps giving. I love that. I love that so much. So do tell me who's inspiring you these days. Um, okay. So my biggest favorite artist of all time is Ken Doan. Um love that. Australian artist. Um, he is such an inspiration to me in his approach to art. So I am I'm just love embracing artists who do things a bit differently and do it in their own way and are so unapologetic about it Mm, I love (laughs) you know he's like I paint quick um he paints with feeling I love how he says like you know why would I paint like real life I could just take a photo (laughs) um (laughs) and he just like just the way he paints so freely and so intuitively and just with beautiful color and you know he talks about how he's actually painting a feeling as opposed to painting a thing um and yeah I could watch him work all day long and I just yeah have you ever met him I've never met him and I still like haven't got to his gallery in Sydney which is so bad um but no I haven't met him I'd love to meet him one day
0: he is he's that's a good one I can just I just think you you too it seems like you would get along famously (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah I've listened to lots of podcasts he's such a hoot. he's so funny and yeah just such he's such a beautiful story and I think the other thing too is that he didn't have his first gallery exhibition until he was 40 he had a mm-hmm. whole career in advertising and his art career took off when he was 40 and I just love that so much like what a permission slip for everybody yes. to be like guys, it's never too late. Like you could have this entire career ahead of you. It's really, really inspiring to me. So I love that. I love that. Anybody else on your list? um I have so many artists on my list. Um, Lou R is a um I love her art so much again the color, the vibrancy, the free style she's a UK artist. Um, lots of Australian artists up and coming. Um, there's so many incredible Australian artists um Marsha Priestley, Mia Pensa, like so many beautiful artists here that um yeah, I'm just constantly inspired by, yeah, there's just so much to soak in here and on Instagram, and <laughs> sometimes, is. yeah, you have to be careful though. Finally, you sort of have to love it, absorb it, put it down, and then go to your own thing. I think you can. There's a point where you can absorb other people's art too much, mm-hmm. and you know, and where it starts, you get the comparisonitis, and you know, you're like, oh, I'm not doing enough, or all those sorts of things. So when those feelings start to creep in, I'm like, oh, okay, stop looking at other people. I need to go do my way. <laughs> <laughs> that goes right back to uncovering your own style. Yes, I Standing know. In, Stay that. Your Stay in your lane, in <laughs> your <laughs> I
0: know, but it's just it is it. It's endlessly fascinating, and then endlessly, I don't know, endless. It's just every and time it's right.
1: Stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> I know, and it's so easy for artists to get their work out there now right so mm-hmm. we're seeing so much more of it and i think sometimes that can be especially like we have this conversation with my students a lot um you know when you do see these really successful artists um displaying all their work on instagram it can like if you're right, right back at the beginning it can make you feel like oh why am i even bothering like my work's not even good enough but like we said earlier, scroll back, go back. See, there was a journey behind what they're doing yeah. and they've probably been doing it for decades. Um, and you haven't seen all the work that's gone into it, but, you know, everybody starts somewhere. So it's such know. a
0: great oh. reminder. Oh, thank you so much, Cass. I just so aligned with what you say. And I, I, you, you really, there's some great quotes in here. Well, it'll be hard to pick which one to, to pull out. So thank you. Thank
1: you. It's been so, so, so lovely chatting with you. It's been heaps of fun.
0: Oh, thanks. So tell people where they can
1: find you. Yeah. So they can find me at casdella.com.au or just design on Instagram.
0: Sounds perfect go take a look. If you haven't already, I'm sure people have stopped and gone running over there to say, who is this fabulous person?
1: Come <laughs> <I'll> Say hello. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you for being here.
1: Thanks, Margo. See ya.
0: Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think for those of you listening in on Spotify. And I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windows Sell chats quickly and easily from the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too. If you leave a review wherever you might be listening, see you next week lovelies. And I hope it's a creative one.